Spontaneously, like, hey, we should just do a podcast about this. Um, yeah. so, okay. I want um, pizza. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. Sorry for the bad audio quality. It's just that the good mic ends up hurting my back, and so it's hard to do right after all the shit. Um, 25? I didn't hear your fuck. Oh. I'm ready to go now. I want pizza. <laughs> um, sorry for the munching. I'm going to take one more bite. And then I'm going um, yeah. to the Good. Um, Good. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Good Accounting of Yourselves, the only Gundam F91 fan cast that exists. Um, it's... yeah, we're we're gonna do as much of it as we can, but we are running out of money, so we won't. Finish <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> That's why the microphone is bad. That's why the microphone is bad. Um, it's why uh, we only have ten seconds of music that we're just gonna play on loop for a little bit, and then um, hope for the best. We did. Uh, we ran out of music budget, and so we did just have to play the Imperial March at some That's point. Not that's not the thing that happened. I that is the thing that, that happened. The thing that the music that they use it sounds a lot like the music that plays when they fight 
the walkers in Empire Strikes Back, but I didn't hear anything that sounded like the Imperial March. Isn't that just the Imperial March? What do they play when they fight yeah. the walkers? The one the 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 soft one that goes dun 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna go find the exact you're going to make me go find the exact timestamp in this movie that they play the Imperial March because they just No, they play don't it. do it. I want to talk about the anime. I don't want you to go do research and check facts. Okay, well, I am loading up the, the movie so I can watch some of the movie while we talk or jump around a little bit as we talk because the movie's good. Here's the thing is that the movie, it's good. The movie is good. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Gundam. You know this. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen all the Gundams. This is my first time watching Gundam. It was kind of a weird place to jump in. But, um, you know, I really found it to be a rewarding experience, and I'm really excited now uh, to watch all of Gundam like my girlfriend Allie has been telling me to do. What is this? This is not happening. You started this bit. <laughs> You're the one that started the bit. <laughs> this is a prison of your own making, Foucault. Alas... The petard which hoisted me was mine own. <laughs> um, um, but so I have not seen Gundam before this. That's not true. I've watched the first episode of Seventy Nine a long time ago, and I watched an episode of Gundam that I don't know what series it was. I'm gonna guess so, Wing. It's almost a, certainly Wing. A friend was streaming it. There was a jungle. Somebody got slapped. Oh, it's 08MS team. Somebody got okay. slapped? That might be Zeta. There's a jungle and a slap in Zeta. I one don't time. know. I don't know. It was a stream uh, my friend was doing. I think it was Lizzie who was doing it. it. was like rabbiting a Gundam like a year or two ago. Interesting. Um. Oh, 8MS team is the Vietnam Gundam. From what I understand, I haven't seen Oh, 8MS team. So there's lots of jungles in there. But I know in Zeta, it? there's a specific jungle and a specific slap. Okay. I don't know if I'm remembering the slap because it's Gundam and everyone gets slapped, or if I'm remembering the slap because I actually saw a slap. You know, both both are likely, you know? There's a lot of slapping um, in Gundam. Um, haven't seen a Gundam. Really, uh, I, I absorbed a lot of Gundam through my uh, my girlfriend. <sighs> you? <laughs> you? <laughs> what was that gasp? <laughs> Listeners, this is not a thing that most people know about me. Um, you know, I don't know if you, people could um pick up on this from like my Twitter presence or my presence on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, I like Gundam a lot. <laughs> yes, you are number one Gundam fan. In, uh, this, house. I don't, in this house, yes. Um, I watch it a lot. I started Gundam 79 in December of 2017. God, we've been doing this for so long. Um, <laughs> and there's, it'll just keep going. There's always more Gundam. Or at least there's seven more years of Gundam plan. Um, how much Gundam uh, could they make in seven years? Not as much as they made in the last forty. No, like Gun- Gundam. We will reach the end of Gundam. 
We? Somehow. By we, I mean um, the community mean... around Great Gundam Project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, That's I'm what I mean. Watching, I'm not watching every Gundam. You're not watching every Gundam. I am watching every Gundam. I am uh, the Gundam watcher. You are the Gundam watcher, and I support you, and I will watch some Gundams. For example, F91. Which is F91. Okay, so here's an important context that I tweeted. You told. I tweeted this, um, but there's some additional context that maybe not all of my followers have seen. Um, uh, So, my official ranking of Gundam right now, today, in this moment number one, Zeta Gundam. Number two, F91. Three, 0079. Four double Zeta, five Shars counterattack. Uh, that's different from the ranking I tweeted because the first three shows that happened, uh, 79, Zeta, and double Zeta, all kind of just move around a bunch depending on my mood. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But F91, I watched it and it was just, it's now just locked in to number two. It's not, it can't be the best Gundam for me <laughs> because it's not. Yeah. Because it's not finished. <laughs> they didn't finish it. They didn't finish the Gundam. They did not finish it. So it, it, it gets a few points knocked off for not being done, but mm. it's still very good. But look, you and I aren't finished either. No. No. Um, so... I haven't even me, finished this pizza. You told me that F91 is a movie that basically takes a season of Gundam and crams it all into two hours and it is a broken mess and Mm -hmm. like all the bits that you like of Gundam are in this movie Mm -hmm. and I like weird movies you do you are the prequels liker I I guess the specific type of weird that I like are movies that are incomplete like I love Kingdom Hearts yeah big chunks of Kingdom Hearts story that are just missing and they're just like blank panels of comic with the word emotions written on them. Yeah, or like uh, a a commonality between Kingdom Hearts and F91 is that F91 due to time and Kingdom Hearts for reasons that no one's clear on um, (laughs) just has to like gesture toward a lot of things but never truly explore it um yeah and so yeah that's like a commonality and yeah i think the big difference there is that it makes sense why f91 only makes these gestures it does not really clear why (laughs) kingdom hearts can never fucking explain itself (laughs) it's look it's fine uh but i also like things like advent children which uh yeah I like I loved that movie, and then they put scenes in it to make ha- have context. Uh huh. Like, I loved I've... the original cut of that movie, uh, just as much as I like complete. So I I, I feel like am... the complete version of Advent Children is still very incomplete. Oh yeah, you know? t- definitely. Uh, my point in all this is that I am a fan of stories that leave spaces for me to fill in in my head a cool thing. Uh, and like it does make me wish that they had done the cool thing, but like I don't know is the I okay I would have come up with a better thing for the bugs to be than just buzz saws personally. So okay, 
But I know the production reason behind um, the buzz saws. It was so that they could use the same half second sound effect of a spinning sound. Well, besides over- that, <laughs> besides that, um, so uh, throughout um, a lot of Gundam, like they use like gas on the colonies. They use chemical warfare on colonies, um, and. The production reason behind the buzz saws was we need to we need to gas a colony like that's what we want to convey here but um we people are not like the visual of gassing a colony uh isn't producing like whenever they did it in zeta and double zeta they felt like kids were not um feeling what they were supposed to feel. Like, kids were not grasping the horror of, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of gassing a colony um, and of chemical warfare. And so they tried to use the bugs to, like, make people feel that horror. I feel that, like, chemical warfare was far more, like, effective as a thing. But also, the bugs are funny. The bugs are funny, um, and I like them. Yeah. There's the part of me that still is like, oh, I want it to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave us the part where the Gundam General Grievous is around the sky. It's the coolest thing that's ever happened. I love how thin and like uh, electrical the beam sabers are. Yeah. Like, the, I was um... expecting lightsabers, and those are not lightsabers. Yeah, and I feel like there are some Gundam uh, projects where they're much closer to lightsabers, but mm-hmm. um, this, this in general, the F ninety one is much smaller. I was looking at the numbers the other day, um, and I don't have them off the top of my head, but I think like if you know the fucking Gundam, like the Gundam, you know the Gundam, I think is supposed to be like twenty two meters tall, and the F ninety one is only seventeen or something. Mm. So. These are all, like, everything in this show, other than the Rafflesia, is a lot smaller than... The Rafflesia is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you don't like the Rafflesia? I love it! (laughs) I just was hoping it would unfold into a mech. That's, like... I can't think of any other, at this point in Gundam, and I'm sure this will happen more, I can't think of any other... um, giant robots that were not a person. The Rafflesia is one of the first times we've seen something be, like, alien or different. I think the Rafflesia is more plant-like or something, but Definitely. Still. It's like a flower. It has vines. Yeah. And we've never I seen do, that. I, I do like it. I do like it. I also hate it. I hate Iron Mask. <laughs> I hate... Okay. Hmm. Here's the thing is that Iron Mask's helmet reminds me of Garland from Dissidia Final Fantasy. Uh, So that gives him some points. But other than that... (laughs) It's really funny. He kills that dude with his brain! (laughs) He kills that dude with his brain! It's really funny that, like, in 1991, they finally... Someone finally said, what if we put Darth Vader in this? Like, it took them... More than ten it's years so much, to have you know, the idea so of like just Darth Vader because Darth Vader... <laughs> okay, so fucking Iron Mask is fighting, uh, Seacrest, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, and he's like, he's fast. Is this a new type? 
Which is exactly the same as Darth Vader saying the Force is strong with this one. Uh-huh! Uh-huh! Also, also, also he's Darth Vader, also, and then his only motivation is that one time a girl was mean to him. One time he got cucked. Anyway, um, also, his child is opposing him in the core conflict of the of the battle. Yeah. To quote uh, Camille with a C, um, uh, he gets cucked so hard his brain explodes. <laughs> <laughs> is that the thing that made him into a cyber new type? I mean, Meitzer makes him into a cyber new type. Meitzer tortures him and makes him a cyber new type. He elects to become a cyber new type because of um, getting cucked. Mm-hmm. So, um, his helmet is kind of cool. His helmet's alright. I I love he's, Kurozo. He's dumb as hell. Kurozo, first of all, good name. Good name. Um. Yeah. Uh. He's a. Hmm. He's a damn fool. He's a damn fool. <sighs> I don't understand a lot about what happened in this show. I don't understand what the main thrust of action was on the part of the protagonists. Um, I didn't particularly like many of the protagonists. Uh, okay. But I was very enamored with the, like, with Zabine and Garel. Those two were very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wished that the protagonists ever talked to them or like dueled them surely like, that was coming in the is, sequel right why is Darrell here he's seen this is only the beginning you see <laughs> <laughs> this is only the beginning it does end with just this is only the beginning in big bold letters doesn't it it does it really does also um, i hate that the mom uh, just walks him through using the force. I think it would have been way cooler if she wasn't in this movie. Uh, are you talking about Seabook's mom or Cecily's mom? Seabook's mom. Okay, yes. I think you because, are right. Because I think it would have been more interesting as a movie if Seabook just did the Jedi shit. Yeah. Um, he can internal monologue to explain it if we really need that, but like, I just like her coming in and like hacking his Gundam so that it could use the force was like, yeah. Okay. Eh, not, not super interesting. Like, so I, I have a thought about how I want to structure some of this conversation to like clear up some things. Loosely? Yes. But I have like some like <laughs> things I want to talk about, yeah, uh, but yeah. I guess I'll start there with like, there is a thread that runs through Gundam that is, perhaps one of the least explained things. At the end of Zeta Gundam, um, the ghosts all, like, put their hands on Camille's shoulder and say, um, Camille is in a machine that can channel his, uh, his new type power. And what does that mean? They never, never has Gundam ever talked about before The Gundam is a special machine that can use new type powers. But this does show up a few times in 0079, one time in Zeta, and one time here of like, 
Oh yes, cyber new or like new type stuff is also a thing that can be channeled through the machine and like uh, in oh, charge counterattack. It makes sense. sense. Counterattack that's just like funnels, funnels, funnels. Uh, but because think about it this way: new type brain get big, in Gundam body get big. House the brain. Okay. Human better. Human better. Okay. Because so, you got that big cosmic brain, you need a big body to put the big brain in, so you get in the Gundam, which is a big body. And then you, you have, like, bit greater reach and greater facilities and greater agency in the universe, and you actualize yourself as being beyond human, and thus the new type power is more at home in your mind because you are operating on a grander scale than your human body. See, I started that as a shitpost and worked it into a real theory. Yes. <laughs> But sometimes the implication is that the Gundam can do this, but like a Zaku, just like a, a random bullshit thing that anyone gets into, cannot do this. Right. Because right. it's not so, attuned to your biorhythm. It's not attuned to your biorhythm, I guess. Um, but also, like, the, the people who pilot Gundams treat them differently because they are called Gundams, and they establish a different bond with that machine from what i understand in this show i think that's true i think that's true so um, they they have a they have a heart link with their gundam yes so any, I wanna... is is any is any mobile suit a gundam if you call it a gundam no um i'm i'm unclear on this i think it's explained <clears throat> i don't know that it's explained in the shows i've seen but i think like it's explained in like like other material that like fans at the time would have known about like maybe not like the manga but like oh like there was an ad for the show and it talks about this or something um where like the gundam is made out of uh gundamanium maybe there's like a special metal on the moon that gundams are made out of and that's why mm. gundams are very rare you don't except for one instance you don't really get like mass-produced Gundams. Um, and the one time we do get a mass-produced Gundam, it is cheap and shitty, and it comes at the very end of the war, and, like, it does not show up again in the next war. You know? Um, mm. Interesting. The rest of the Gundams, like, they only have one. Um, sure, yeah. There's only one... Gundam, there's only one Gundam Mark II, there's only one Zeta, there's only one Double Zeta. I want to talk about touching. Okay. It's extremely important in this movie when things touch. Yes, which is not a thing that has ever been a thing in Gundam before. The contact link that lets you talk to what, another machine that you're touching is a really cool idea, especially when they try to use it for subterfuge. Uh-huh. Um, but also... It goes beyond that because there's the scene where he's like, hey, mom might have touched this Gundam before, and that means that there's a connection. Like, that's... That is a detail say, I totally missed. Whoa. He doesn't say that there's a connection. That's that's not in the script. But what, I, what I'm saying, like, the fact that she touched this thing that they are now touching means that they are connected again in some way. Yes. 
So I mean, here, there's been an interesting development of communications over the years in Gundam that I, I think is like always a, a small detail that I find interesting. Also, this plays into Iron Mask because he wears a mask so he can't touch people with his face. It's theming. It's theming. It's theming. Because he's, um, he's trying to control his... Yeah, anyway. In 79, um, like, the two sides of the war... Can, Hold on, I, can I stop for you for one second? Yes. He also wears gloves all the time. He does. He does. He doesn't touch anyone. No. He's the villain because he doesn't touch anyone. The only thing he touches are machines when he's hooked into them. Yes. Thank you for um, not coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 79, like, enemy combatants um, cannot speak to each other so much that... Uh, uh, a long-standing tension in that show is that Shar is wondering who the Gundam pilot is, and until, mm. like, for a very long time, does not know who Amuro is, to the point where, in, like, episode 35, like, they both um, are on a colony and see each other, and Amuro knows that Shar because he's seen Shar somewhere else, but Shar doesn't know who Amuro is, so he just has Amuro, like, replace a flat tire for him or something. Uh-huh. Um, um, and then in Zeta Gundam, um, you start to have open comms sometimes, uh, and even more so, people are becoming, like, new type powers to the point where, like, they seemingly, like, this is a thing that is underexplained by the show, but it seems like people are able to just talk to each other through their psychic powers a lot of the time. Um, and mm-hmm. then in Double Zeta, there just is open comms all the time because they decided that would be dramatically interesting and they didn't really need to make everyone a new type uh, to have open comms. And then I really like this approach to comms, and I didn't pick up on it when I was watching the movie, and then I listened to the Great Gundam Project episode about it, and I was like, oh, that's a really good detail. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, this is a really cool movie and like there's a lot of shit in it that like for as condensed as it is and how much stuff is missing there's a lot of shit that doesn't need to be in it maybe oh like I feel like the beginning kind of dragged the okay so here's like okay so so like from like not the beginning beginning but like the second quarter was mm-hmm. weird and disjointed and could have been like smoothed over into a movie. And are you talking? Didn't. Are you talking about? Um, are you talking about the attack on the colony, or are you talking about no the immediate aftermath as they are like yes that is the most the... disjointed part of the movie. And... Yes, like they could have fixed that. I think maybe. I have a deep they affection for that it. part of the. I I feel like they can't cut it. I feel like there's so much like that's really important there. Like that second third of the movie, you get um Cecily like you get her whole motivation of like, okay, well, I'm here now. This is the situation I'm in. All my friends are dead because she believes that all her friends are dead, and um. I did like, not oh, hear that detail. She, like, really believes that all her friends are dead, and she's like, okay, so I can't escape. I don't have friends to go to. <clears throat> I I can either be the space Nazi queen 
or I can kill myself, and I can't do that. And so she ends up in this like really interesting place, I think. Um, yeah, but I feel like they should have made that more of a focus, and then we could have like just keep a focus on her and a focus on C book. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I think C book. I feel been... needs more time in general. I feel like yeah. I feel like Cecily gets it took as much first... time as she could have. It took me a long time to realize that the two boys were different. Yeah, yeah. Their character designs are too close. Um, C-Book... There's a... I like C-Book, and I want more time with him because I feel like if I got more time with him, I would either hate him in a cool way or love him in a cool way. And right now, I'm like... I like the thing he's gesturing at, but I I didn't get enough of him mm-hmm. to really. His, know. His, the biggest character trait that he has is that he's straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it also the first time that like no? I guess Camille and Four. Camille and Four have a romance. This is one of the only times we've seen like romance in Gundam. In a is it romance? It's something. It's a connection, I, but like I feel like I, like if this were if this were fleshed out and they had these they have all these themes about connection and about like I said touch and as one factor of that. Like I feel like given more time that would have been expounded on and I don't think it would have been a romance. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I feel like they're co-protagonists anyway. Yes, it. definitely, and that's what I want. I I want them to be yeah. like, yeah. Because okay, Seabook says the dumbest thing he could say. Um, he says the he says like, um, Cecily, don't you see? Like, just the the Rona family got their power, violence, and like. They're only ever going to commit violence, and violence is bad. It's, like, dumb, because, like... He says that the people who seize power through military violence will only ever think about maintaining it through military violence. Which is true. Which is true. But he doesn't... But, like, he also casts himself as, like, anti-violence, which is dumb, because, A, he kills a lot of people, and, B... Um, he gets real like, upset when he shoots those two Gundams, uh, but only for a little bit that is a thing that would have been, like, six episodes of the show. Like, that's something I could excuse because I've seen that character arc so many times. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then... But, like... I feel like he can grow from that moment. I don't, like, hate him from thinking the, like, dumb, simplistic thing in that moment. And then later he says, like, oh, humanity needs to evolve so that everyone's a new type and then we'll all understand each other and won't do war anymore. And I'm like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I need the connective tissue. Like, I, I need to know, mm-hmm. does he believe that, like, violence is sometimes necessary? I need to know, like, he clearly sees through how bullshit the Rona family is. He clearly has evidence for how bullshit the old Earth Federation is. I need to know where he's at with regards to the Earth Federation, with regards to, like... You need the, to know which of the Democrats he's voting for in the primary. I need to know which Democrats he's voting for in the primary. And I need to know, like, what set... Because he's voting for some Democrat in the primary. 
Cecily is ready to throw throw overthrow the American government and like said like just like she's ready for a fucking coup and I'm I'm very <laughs> here for what her arc would be uh and luckily mm-hmm. I'm about to get what her arc is in the next movie because as we know this is only the beginning. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the sequel. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out in uh 2092. <laughs> um can you imagine if, like, next year they announced Gundam F-92? <laughs> That's how they do sequels in this series, right? Yeah. It's, it's just add one or add an extra one to whatever the thing in the title was. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I know that the Earth Federation fucking sucks. Do you understand that from this movie? Or do they not hit that hard enough? I feel like they Which hit it. Which ones but... were the Earth Federation? The so Seabook is tacitly, like implicitly, on the side of the Earth Federation. In this. Uh... the the Earth Federation is the the Crossbone Vanguard is one side, and the Earth Federation is the other side. Yeah, I don't. Mm. It's. It's unclear, uh, like, who everyone was for a long time, and I don't know if that was intentional or not. Uh, I feel like I knew all of that because, like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in so deep. I, I was very curious if that was a thing that would come through to you. Because... Oh, the only thing I noticed is, like, oh, these people have flowers on their, on their suits, so they must be evil. Yeah. So the, the, also, this... by the way, flower theming in the, among all of the, the crossbones... Because mm-hmm. of the Rafflesia, and then uh, Dorel, what is his Dorel? name? Dorel. Um, spelled D-O-R hyphen E-L. He's from Krypton. Um, he's got like a rose thing going on. <laughs> he does. Um, uh, yeah, I... The, the, all the people can, with guns suck. Can I tell you... Um, my favorite scene in the movie is uh, Meitzer um, takes Cecily out for a walk and like explains his ideology to her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he correctly diagnoses like the problems with the Earth Federation and the problems with like you know the United States, which is that like um, there is no core belief to the Earth Federation. Um, it is it's really similar to the autonomous diaspora and counterweight and then just this democracy that is constantly shifting um and like you know the earth federation just goes with whatever's popular at the time and um they have a military to enforce whatever they want and so there is this like ruling class of the elite um, that gets to oppress um, everyone in space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Meitzer, the, the like, patriarch of the Rona family, correctly diagnoses the problem with the Earth Federation and then turns around and says, and so to solve this, we have a monarchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, is, that was so... That was such a good scene to me because he almost... He's almost convincing, right? Because he totally understands what the problem is. But he has the wrong solution because his solution 
is Nazi monarchy. But it was also weird because he was like, she's like, are you saying people aren't equal? And he's like, well, no, they have equal rights, but... But but some are highborn and, like, need to die for their country. But also these highborn, like, you know, have the right to live in a castle, whereas, like... (laughs) Totally. Um, And so I really... I feel like Cecily, in that scene, Cecily then, like, sees through the bullshit very quickly. And so I really wish we'd gotten the second movie to see where she goes next from now understanding, like, both of these things are, like, poisoning the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. We also get Meitzer in that scene saying that, like, Char's counterattack happened 30 years ago, and it makes no fucking sense in the context of Gundam because no one were in this movie. They're like, long ago, I heard a tale of but, a Gundam. But aren't they constantly at war? Yeah. So like, there's like a there's like an excuse you can make of like, um, they're constantly at war, and so no one's able to keep history. No one's able to like get an education. Like that makes sense. yeah. Like, how much are you really learning if you're constantly? Like, yeah. But, like, to hear people in this movie go, like, in ancient times, there was a Gundam, and there were two no. new types. No, that's they don't say ancient. They say a long time ago, which two 14-year-olds 30 I years so. ago might as well be two generations. But also, like, Char's counterattack could be 300 years ago, and it makes maybe more sense... At worst, it makes as much sense as 30, you know? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is a, I, I think it's, it's fine. It's a nitpick. <laughs> it's just a nitpick. Um, it's, it's ding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, in my, my headcanon, it's 300 years. I wouldn't totally have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out. Yeah. Because I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Star Wars is really guilty of this. It's um, fine. The galaxy's big. The galaxy's big. Um, so there's yeah. a whole thing in the new canon about people, like, pirating video of the Death Star's explosion, and nobody knows, like, is this footage real? Is this even, does, did this even really happen? And there's, like, a whole thing about spreading that information. R- weird, huh? Yeah, so like news doesn't get around quick in Star Wars. Yeah, unless um, unless you're restructuring the government, that happens very quickly. <laughs> um, this is really, the most they, Star they really, Wars Gundam. They, they really rolled out all of the the symbology real quick yeah. with that one. Yeah. Oh God. This movie's so good. This movie is so fucking good. I love the part where he just goes Super Saiyan. What is this? What are you talking about? At the end, when he's fighting the flower. Oh, yes, yes. The the after images have mass. That is the least explainable thing that's ever happening again. It's so funny to juxtapose um, the, the after images have mass against later we need her to attune um, the machine... <laughs> To, to his biorhythms so that uh-huh. he can use the force. It's yeah. really funny to go from, like, the most psychic nonsense to, like, the most mechanical nonsense. Um, oh, I was going to say, I 
like her um I like uh Seabook's mom's presence in the movie. I definitely I definitely agree that that scene is corny. But um I the, feel the like the scene where she like reconnects with her kids is good. Yeah, I feel like both in Gundam and in a lot of media I'm like we get a lot of like bad parent is bad forever and like it warms my heart to see like bad parent like does her best you know yeah um and she's not like without sin like they don't say like everything's fine now they're like we're gonna like we're gonna move on from like Mm -hmm. the bad stuff you did um and that's nice um and then on the other on the other end of the spectrum is Theo Fairchild shooting at Cecily. <laughs> <laughs> what was his plan? What was his plan? <laughs> also, not to just be a broken record, but when Cecily like touches the blood. Yeah. It's in my in, in my cut of that um in, in my ver- my rewrite of F91 Mm-hmm. The moment she touches the blood, uh, from that point on, they start to have not like a force connection, like in like in Last Jedi, but just like synchronicity in editing and like pondering and like looking looking at and like thinking of each other at the same time. That mm-hmm. would culminate in like reaching out and finding her in space. Gosh. Also. He would have been the one who got owned, and she would be looking for him. Yeah, I can... Well, I don't know. Would she give a shit? I... She would give a shit. She would give a shit. I... Um... I don't know. I like the part where Iron Mask, like, fucks up his own child. Like, he's so far gone that he does that and doesn't have, like, any, like, guilt over it. Uh, but it does also mean that, like, she gets treated the way that uh, Gundam women get treated, you know? Yeah, uh, I was, like, pr- a little disappointed when I was like, oh, her oh, legs are gone. Okay, so she's not going to be the... Okay. Let me... First of all, it's in space. The robot doesn't need legs. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just this is a thing that I think about all the time is that the robot does not need legs because it's space. What? It does need legs. It, it needs legs so that you think of it like a person. It does. It um, needs legs so that those legs can be damaged and you feel like there has been meaningful damage done to the Gundam. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that <laughs> practically speaking, the robot does not need space. Practice whatever. <laughs> It needs legs that also turn into tank treads. I think that I think that's been a robot in this show. I think we've seen the robot that I've seen a picture of a Gundam that's like a tar and the bottom half is a tank. That's yeah. That's definitely a Gundam we've seen. I can't remember what I... I'm sure I'm sure it's been like one of the a... previous shows. That's definitely one Gundam. I feel like there's a Gundam like, that like that one in the has the... legs or tank treads. When it um when it came out, I was like, oh, this is probably a joke for Gundam fans. When they yeah, that is. Out, oh, you're. What are you driving? Yeah, that is like a that is like a robot that shows up in F in 
in Gundam 79. In F79. Uh, F79. Um, uh, yeah, I could tell because the colors were all different. Yeah. Um, I I could be wrong about this. I think because I really like the mech designs in this uh, movie. I really like the mech designs, like some of my favorites. And I think maybe they got back the designer from 79. Um, who the designer of the mechs from 79 is probably my favorite um, designer they've had on. I like this. I like the F-91 a hell of a lot better than the main Gundam from 79. I don't know that I like it a hell of a lot better, but I do think I like it better, maybe. I need to see those joints, I think, is maybe part of it. I need to see the joints. This is the only Gundam I've ever wanted to buy Gundam. This is the Mm -hmm. only robot I've ever... It's this and the Kubelee are the only ones I've ever wanted to buy Gundam. Um, Barbados is okay. Barbados. Uh, which one's that? That's from Iron Blooded Orphans. I watched a couple episodes of that a long time ago. Same. Just same. I watched it so long ago that I feel like I didn't watch it. You know. Yeah, that that's a Gundam that's different. It's about child soldiers. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen much Gundam, but this one has mm-hmm. child soldiers in it, and so it's like a lot darker. No, it it's Gundam got children like engaging in warfare, but that doesn't make them soldiers. Well, this dun- this Gundam is darker and grittier because it has child soldiers in it. Um, yes, exactly. It's it's darker and grittier. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh-huh. Um, fine. Uh, that person doesn't listen to this podcast, and if they do, they don't know that I'm on them. Um, well, they do now. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I've, okay. I've been trying about- to... To to like Gundam, there's a lot of Gundam. There's a lot of Gundam. I know that seventy nine Zeta double Zeta probably not structurally good for me to consume. Yeah, I don't know that those like I don't know that those would appeal to you. You know. Yeah, and I I think I would like the movies. Uh, we're yeah. gonna watch the movies at some point, I'm sure. Well, we're going to watch the 79 movies. I don't know if we're going to watch the Zeta movies. I only know one thing about the Zeta movies, which I will not say here, but I do not like that thing in the Zeta movies. Um, well, I am still on my sort of hunt to find my Gundam. The Gundam that, like, matches with who I am and what I'm capable of consuming as a human. F-91, I enjoyed. Uh, I don't think it should have been two hours. I think it could have been shorter. So it was like kind oh, of. I think it should have been two and a half hours. Like, uh, <laughs> if it, it was going to be longer, it needs to be better. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm interested in seeing what other Gundam has to offer, and I'm curious if like just the first era of Gundam is what is just not. Yeah, click I definitely it. think this is Tomino Gundam, but I think Tomino Gundam is not a thing you're ever going to care about outside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, okay, as we've discussed before on the show, um, I think Gunbuster, it would be extremely your shit. Oh, um, totally. And I just recently started watching, I watched one episode of Macross, and within one episode I was like, oh, Gunbuster is a ripoff of Macross, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Macross 
is closer to Gundam. I believe Macross is also a Sunrise show. I'm going to Google that real quick. Also, I got a lot of Code Geass vibes from this movie. Really? Tell me about that, because I don't know anything about Code so, Geass. So, there's a character... Other than I watched one scene, and it, or I watched one episode, and it sucked. <laughs> uh, it, this show is bad. It's bad. It's very bad. It's also very formative for me. There's a character called Jeremiah Gauntwald. He's mm-hmm. a bad man. He does a genocide in the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. And later on, he definitely has this fancy eye patch, and he's a monarchist, right. and he... It just... I don't know. Like, he's a... Uh, he's, he's a mech pilot, and he he goes against the actual like he joins with with the protagonists against the mm-hmm. empire because he is loyal to Mar- lady marion who was one of the emperor's wives he was like all on board with her he followed her he thought she was just the coolest shit and now um he knows that this the, the main character is her son, and once he realizes that, he he pledges his loyalty to him mm-hmm. because he wants to like uphold her legacy. And he's mm-hmm. like extremely, extremely dedicated to honor and uh, loyalty, and but like not to just the machine of the empire and not to the emperor himself. Mm-hmm. So, I just like was also eye patch. So I was, <laughs> I was uh, eye patch, and I think doesn't Zabine's mech look a little different from the two that fly out with him? Yeah, because uh, um, Cecily's in the Vic Nagina, which is another one of my that we've got. I don't remember what Zabine's in, except that I liked it. Um, hey, um, Zabine, I think the sequel I really want is Cecily versus Zabine because I feel like they both like kind of see through the bullshit and would have like big ideas for the future. And I feel like Zabine would be a really fun protagonist because he's really fun on screen. There's a okay, I know, I know this is only because he has the eye patch, right? Mm hmm. But. Here's the thing that I think about Zabine. This is going to be wrong if it's going to be the thing you told me earlier. Let me explain to you why the thing I told you earlier is right. (sighs) Zabine, um, for for one, he has an eye patch. Yes. Um, Two, he doesn't care about the Rona family. He does not (laughs) trust them. Um, he knows they don't trust him in, like, this very, like, fake Char sort of way. He's the closest, like, Char we've got in this, uh, movie, I think. And, um, but Zabine has a great deal of pride in the Crossbone Vanguard, right? He fa- he helped found the Crossbone Vanguard, and no matter what the Rona family wants, like, he's proud of his soldiers. And so, what if this man with an eye patch decided that the way forward for the future was to have, like, a freelance mercenary group mm-hmm. of, like, soldiers without borders, if you will, 
Um, sort of an outer haven. Yeah, an outer uh, a haven for soldiers mm -hmm. like that was outside of, a, of normal government. Sort so of a heaven, a forever war. Sort of a heaven for them, even. Yeah, and he just wanted to start like a forever war, um, so that good, honest, honorable soldiers could always have something to fight for. You know. Um, guess, and he's, but wouldn't they not have something to fight for because it was just be war all the time? Yeah, what if um, war was good as long as ideology was not a problem? <laughs> I don't really understand what Big Boss wants. I really don't understand okay, him at the, all. The core, <laughs> the core thing about Metal Gear is every character wants the same thing. They just do it wrong and in different bad ways. Yes. Everyone wants to uphold the wishes of the boss because she was the first human who went to space. She looked at the planet. She saw a planet, saw a land without any borders, and she wanted a unified world without borders and without countries. And right. everyone and so... wanted to do that, and everyone fucked it up because they all did different ideas of what that meant. Much less so he wants to start a world without borders by having a single military that can terrorize the entire world into um like falling into line. Is that right? Do I have that right? What? Big boss wants to create <laughs> outer heaven so it's... that there's a there's one military that can kind of just terrorize the entire world into falling into line. Better, I could have given a better accounting of this uh, a few years ago, but um, it gets very, 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 very complicated because there are two big bosses. There are two of him. <laughs> there's two of him. There are two and of also, him. There, the man, like, there are two of him. There's also the fact that a lot of the things that Big Boss does are part of a shadow chess game with zero. Mm-hmm. So I can't. God, I forgot. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget? It's so obvious. Remember Cipher? <laughs> anyway, uh, when's our Metal Gear podcast? It's here. We're doing it. <laughs> it's time for Nora to let her rip. <laughs> Hmm. So then he goes to talk to the a, robot. I have, and I have a searing hot take. His mom's in the robot. Hold, what? His mom is in the robot? Who? Uh, Big Boss? You're not wrong! <laughs> That's also Peace Walker. The plot of Peace Walker is that the Peace Walker mech is, is like, involves an AI based on the boss. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, a weirdly common thread um, across anime is the mom is actually in the robot. It's here in F91. It's in um, Peace Walker. I have a suspicion about another mech anime where it might show up, but I've only seen three episodes of that, so I'm not mm. going to, like... And we also... You're edging up on that pact. We swore a pact. We swore a pact. A solemn vow that we would never talk about anime, or we would never talk about a particular 
mech show um, on a podcast. Um, if you want to guess which mech show we're never going to talk about, um, it's popular, and there are approximately 80 billion other podcasts about it. Um, also, and it's having no one a resurgence has a good, this year. No one has a good take about it. I don't care who you are. Yeah, it's dumb. The only takes about it that matter are the ones you hold in your heart. And never tweet. Never tweet. You know what I do love, though, is mechs that are, like, from the waist up are humanoid, and then the instead of legs, they have, like, four spindly, like, legs that end on wheels, and they run down a track. That's really cool. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. What if you had a Lamia mech? What if you had, like, a train mech? What if you had a train mech? Um, We're extremely cursed now in this moment because I did just scroll my Twitter and see a picture of the boss, so... (laughs) We're blessed. Blessed by Um, the boss. Yeah. Uh, Mom is here. uh, I... I... Yeah, I'm just gonna do something real quick. Hold on. Um, You do this, and then I think we're gonna wind up the show soon because I'm tired. But before we do, I'm going to get a few more pieces of pizza and ask us some questions we got on Twitter. Oh, did we get questions on Twitter? We got five questions from Twitter. And all of them are from Alice Kara. Only one of them's from Alice Kara. <laughs> Sorry, Alice. That was mean. <laughs> and then I will eat Give me pizza. I will. <laughs> P I Z Z A. I'll be back. Okay. I'm back to pizza. Welcome back to pizza. Are we ready to do some Twitter questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. First question. Um, I'm going to read this in, like, an order that makes sense to my brain, not the order that we got them in. Okay. I haven't read any of these, so... Okay. First Which question... Which tells from... me that they responded to your tweet, not to me retweeting it. Yes. Um, first question is from M at EM underscore being, asking, why are you biting my style? I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, do they mean liking F91? Do they do a Gundam pro- podcast? No, I... I don't think yeah. anyone does a Gundam podcast. I think we're the only people with a Gundam podcast. Well, actually, actually, if you uh, go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping and pay $1 or more, you would gain access to something called the Great Gundam Project. I don't know if you've heard of it. What's that? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the only good podcast about anime that exists in the world. Okay. Some Sounds say it's, fake. Some say it's the only ep- the only podcast about anime, but I don't know. I don't think we I don't think we've stolen anyone's style. I don't think is anyone the style, else does is, is the style being stolen liking Gundam? I guess so. I guess I guess M just doesn't want anyone else to like Gundam. Um I feel anyway. like we're being very mean and I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I am trying to be not not mean. I'm being dumb. That's all I'm being. From 
From Hunter, at Harps Nightly, friend of the show, host of Dynamic Smears, another good anime podcast. Actually, there are two good anime podcasts. If you want your anime podcast to be good, ask us a question on the show, and then I'll say your anime podcast is good. (laughs) (laughs) What does Nora know about the other Gundams just from hearing your reactions? Okay. 79. Amuro Mm -hmm. gets in the mech. Uh, he does. by accident, maybe. Um, uh, he in Shar is there. A colony hits the Earth at some point. Uh, they run away from Shar a lot, and uh, Shar chases them, and then they fight sometimes. And uh, at the end, they have a sword fight in space because they're gay. Um, Zeta Gundam. Camille is there. One hundred percent accurate summary, by the way. I have to say, you you hit every important bullet point. Uh, oh, Shar's and... sister. Shar's sister is there. She's uh-huh. cool. Uh, I like her design a lot. She's very cute. And then um, she's never there again. <laughs> yeah, she retires to the Bahamas or something. Um, Zeta Gundam is about Camille, a different mm-hmm. boy. Who is raised to be a pilot by Char Aznable. No, I'm sorry. They just look similar. That's Quattro Vagina, I believe. Oh, yes, yes. Um, good good clarification. <laughs> and um four pilot there's a character named Four who is Autumn, and she pilots the Psycho Gundam. Mm-hmm. And that's bad, maybe. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. might just be an M. Bison thing. I don't know. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> M. Bison uses psychopower. Oh, the only thing I... When you say M. Bison, the only thing I think... Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double Zeta happens also. Uh, I don't know how Zeta ends. Double Zeta involves Camille becoming one with the Force. <laughs> and also, there's a character named... Jido, Jidao, who everyone posts about constantly, and I don't know if they like them or if they hate them. Um, uh, Shara's counterattack happens after after Double Zeta, and that's when they have the gay sword fight in space. Uh, Shara's going to drop an asteroid on Earth, but then the four giants come and hold it up. Uh, that's a metaphor. Don't look into it deeply into it. And mm-hmm. then there's there's Chibi. There's Chibi shows. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, watched those. So, uh, is there anything else I know about Gund Minovsky particles? Uh huh. Uh-huh. They they make it into a fist show instead of a gun show, and even though it's called a Gund. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's called a Gundam because it's an abbreviation of gun damage, which is what you're trying to apply to the enemy. <laughs> beam sabers, beam flags. I can't believe they put beam flags. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh, also, um, there are space noids, and you want to avoid the space noids because they're Nazis, and... There's also I, federations who are Earth P 
people and they are also bad, but they're not Nazis. And there's new types. There's new types. There's new types. They are. <laughs> can I can I pause you for a second? Uh huh. Yeah. I have not corrected anything else you said. Because I got I... it all right. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, the yeah, you got it all right. Um, I, the the one thing I do want to correct: space noids are good. Space noids are people who live in space, basically. I thought all and... the people who lived in space were Nazis. No, that's only. There are Nazis in space, but broadly speaking, space there noids are, Nazis are just everywhere. There are Nazis in space, but broadly speaking, space noids are just people who live in space, which includes like, you know, ten billion plus just poor, disenfranchised people who are mm-hmm. oppressed by the Earth Federation. Okay, I I would like to issue a correction on the space noids. Yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to stop you because I don't want you to think that space noids are all <laughs> Nazis. Because they're just people who live in space. There's also cyber new types. So new types and cyber new types. That's mm-hmm. different paths on the Digimon tree. Um, Surprisingly correct. Yeah. Yes. New types are just uh, people. Oh, I mean, this isn't from what Ali said. New type is someone who can get who can understand the nature of a thing by looking at it. <laughs> according to. <laughs> This is the funniest thing in the world because no one's dumber than the strongest new type we've ever seen in the show. <laughs> you cut out there, huh? It's so funny when he says that because the strongest new type we've seen in the show is probably Camille, who is also the dumbest person we've seen in the show, who understands so little. Mm-hmm. But also understands too much. Oh, also, in the scene where the mom is hacking the Gundam so he can use the Force, he talks about, but half my monitors are gone. And it's just Luke saying, but with the blast shield down, how can I see anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been a good accounting of all of Gundam. Thank you. Alice Kira asks, how does F-91 compare to the first 90F Gundam? Like I say, it's the second best one. Uh, Agreed. Fabienne asks, are the Gundams in F91 race cars? If so, why n- if not, why not? That would be dope. Fabienne, you're right. It really su- it really sucks that the F91s are not race cars cuz race car Gundam would be the coolest <laughs> thing ever. This is a thing that I legitimately believe for a time is Oh, the- um while I was watching this movie, there's this, all this a- aerial combat in the atmosphere. Mhm. And all I could think about is um, Erica Chapel is working on this game called Flying Circus, which is about airplane dogfights. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping me from changing those to mechs. Mm-hmm. This is true. You could probably just take that whole game and make it Gundams. You probably could. I, um... I never thought of Gundams as like planes before this movie you should see all the gundams that transform into planes like the zeta gundam is sometimes it's a robot and sometimes it's a plane i love genlock um and a person i do not know asks how come it uh animation from 1991 is more fluid and higher quality than current animation unicorn not included uh, because they had a they had a movie budget to spend on this movie, not a TV show budget to spend on a TV show. Like that's why it's better is because they had more money. 
Because they had the money for 50 episodes of a TV show, but they just spent it on two hours of a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get used to this, because, like, uh, when I watch... So I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. Small, young baby who was born in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it takes me a while to acclimate to older animation styles. That's a weird noise from my trash over there tipping over. You can edit that out. <laughs> this is part of why I hesitated to like dive into old Gundam, because I knew I wouldn't like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I like looking at it. Um, and so it like took me a while to get used to this movie, and by the end of it, I was like all in. I liked it. Um, that has nothing to do with the question being asked. It's just a a weird way I consume media. Yeah, I am baby. I need my good graphics and my sixty FPS. Thank you. God. All right, I think that um is gonna do it. For the day, then, um, unless we have any other things to talk about, uh, what's your me? Gundam? What's your launch? Um, so if I were to play uh, some type of like mech game, like perhaps uh, Armorster Advent by um, Briar Sovereign, which who you could find at Where Gazelle on Twitter, if I were to like play a game like that, I think. Um, I would make a character where their her um, uh, launch thing was Ilya Van Seer ready to go. Just hypothetically, That's very maybe. good. Yeah, I still really, really like in Counterwake when when Art says Cassander Mark. Yeah, that's uh, real strong. Here's the um, thing: is that Counterweight is super fucking good. <laughs> Counterweight is really good. Uh, yeah, N- Natalia Greaves more like Natalia Greaves for her fate in that show. Yeah, Natalia's hot. <sighs> I don't actually have one for me, so I don't know why I asked you that question. <laughs> it happens. Um, uh, uh, so I would just literally do a podcast intro. Okay. Well, I want more pizza, so I'm going to do a podcast outro. And I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to say, keep it flamio, everybody. Well, where, hold on. What? Where can people find you online? Who cares? <sighs> At Allison underscore coffee. Just use it as a as a URL. Don't ever tag her in it mm-hmm. in the tweet. Neither <laughs> Nora, at neither Nora on Twitter, neither Nora.edge.io. You know what it is. Yep. By Delver. Maybe by Delver. Maybe by Spacebar. By Spacebar. Spacebar is good. Get hyped for Delver. We recorded some Delver, and I'm going to start Hell yeah. for it. Uh, I will edit it tomorrow, predicated on the idea that Nora sends me her audio by tomorrow. I did that. Okay. Well. So, so, yeah. 
you just got to check that folder I sent you that I've been using for the last like month. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, my attempt to dunk on my girlfriend has backfired horribly, and so yeah. Ooh, goodbye, uh, everybody. Is... Welcome to the friends at the table counter dunk. <laughs> Um, uh, that's Gundam. dialectics. Gund- Gundam sign I finally made a dialectics joke. I don't I know ma- what dialectics is. I don't know either, but I think <laughs> I made one. I think I did a good, like, dunk and anti-dunk. I think I finally made a good dialectics joke, and maybe oh now I'll be free, and maybe I'll be able to Google it now that I've looked at it. I've you know what joke. You know what Gundam needs, honestly. What? Jet and jet engine sound effects. Yeah, that's what it, it does. Is. There's, uh, oh, gosh, in Shars Counterattack, uh, they do just use the lightsaber sound effect once or twice. They just <laughs> use it. They, you can I license, know, you can counter- license those that stuff. There's a whole sound library. Yeah, like as far as I last I heard, and maybe that's fake and wrong, but I thought that there was a whole sound thing that you could... Can I ask you a question? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Wilhelm scream? I feel nothing about the Wilhelm scream. Okay. You don't like... the scream of the people who are confronted with the the sheer terror of Wilhelm Ryan? (laughs) I need mayo! Um, what's a, what's a Gundam sign-off? Keep the flame, yeah. That's not a Gundam sign-off. This is only the beginning! <laughs> this is only the beginning! We'll be back next week for, uh, the continuing weekly, uh, Gundam F91 podcast. We're just gonna keep doing a Gundam F91 podcast, uh, every week, and so this is only Welcome the beginning. the best idea of all time. <laughs> F ninety one stands for fuck ninety one.